Hello and welcome to the Waste of Webspace podcast episode 118. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. 118, 118. Should be 118, surely. We don't call it 118. We didn't call episode 117, 117, did we? Yeah, but you've got to call it 118 when it's when it's actually like 118, haven't you? We're missing out on a trick by not having fake moustaches on and dressing up like... <laughs> what's, what's his name? Da- David Bedford, was it? The runner? Is that who, Oh, yeah. Oh, well, actually quite a legal case, I think, ensued because of that advert. Is, is that right? Uh, p- possibly. They, Maybe uh, so. I think, uh, I think whoever it was whose name I can't actually remember... Uh, claimed that they'd used his image. The one one eight one one eight people used his image without his uh, without his say so. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, sake. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, um. Once. Hold on a minute. Who's left the? Who's taped this phone up in here? Is this yours, Fisher? Uh, that is mine. Yes. Thank you very much. That's uh, that's obviously a reference to last night's match of the day. <laughs> it was great, wasn't it? It was great. I mean, I didn't watch any football, but it was great. Uh, obviously, the set was full of moaning and groaning. It turned out it was just uh, someone looking at Gareth Southgate's team selection for recent World Cup, wasn't it? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the admirable broadcaster uh, Gary Lineker managed to continue despite the fact that some sex noise was playing in the background. Yes, uh, it, it was. It was very funny. It made very good viewing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and he even did a, a decent joke about it at half-time, didn't he, saying uh, we've seen um, Elliot's screamer, and that's not the only screamer we've seen tonight, <laughs> I think he said, which I think I think that were pretty deserves a little round of applause there. I mean, he might not have wrote that joke himself. Yeah, probably. But I think he does a bit of his own material, Gary Link. I liked a bit of a joke now and then. Does he? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, it would have been extra loud in his ears as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> I thought, is that how it works? If you're bigger ears, you can hear better. <laughs> Possibly. Not sure. Uh, anyway, so should we do some breaking news? Let's do breaking news. Have you got any breaking news? Uh, yeah. I've uh, Guess where I've been in the last week? Um, uh, in hospital? No. Oh. Um, cricket? Nope. Uh, well, yeah. And, uh, but not last. You mean you've been, have you been there every day? No, just once. Uh in the, in, in, you've been in, in the police cell. No, and once isn't enough for this fine institution. Uh, I mentioned it on last podcast. Did you? Yeah. Uh, you've been to a cricket ground? No, but I've been to a cricket ground. Been to been to a few, to be fair, because I always do. <laughs> but no, the Go good on. news, Jim Bow, screw fix is open in Ecclesfield, oh, and yes. I've been to it already. I remember now. Well done, yeah. How is it? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, you can get all your extra screw fix in it, and it's like being in an Argos, but hardware. So did you just go down just because, or did you actually need to go down for something? Uh, well, no, I didn't. I didn't really need to go down, but I decided to buy something because I was there anyway. I mean, I can't, I can't. You can't not buy something when you're there, can you? You didn't want to. You didn't want camping out with you to be the first Ecclesfield Screwfix customer. No, I, I left it. Uh, it had been open a good few days before before I went. I didn't want to get involved in the mad rush that no doubt other hardware enthusiasts like myself would have been involved in. Ah, uh, but I just bought a, a, a lump hammer and a log splitter, so. Got some wood. It's getting cold, isn't it? Got some wood to split, so I had to sit there with some logs and whack it with a mallet and, uh, and a log splitter in it. Split my logs and I can put them on the fire. Do you often whack your logs with a mallet? Oh, yeah. And the, the black and blue come the end of it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, so that's uh, that's what, that's my breaking news. How about your breaking news? Um, Car. Car got serviced. What happened? Nothing. Just oh. got serviced. Did they top you up with some oil? Probably. I got a free car wash. They washed it for me for free. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have to pay anyway because I, I, I have a, a maintenance contract. So it's probably including the price, to be fair. Yeah, probably. So I don't is. think it's free. You've paid extra for it. They didn't attempt to clean out the inside, but um, I don't blame them for that. Yeah. Did they manage to find the floor in the car or not? <laughs> it's not my fault. It's because I have a daughter oh. and she messes it up. 
So with chocolate bar wrappers, it shouldn't oh, be. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't give them. I don't give her the chocolate bar wrappers. I like to say, I, I'm not the one who lets her eat in the car. Somebody else lets her eat in the car. But we'll save that for another day. Yeah. Um, I said about that about the baby. Yeah. Um, we've got beer. We, we have got beer. Talk about beer. Yeah. Uh, so this beer is. We've both got a beer today. We got the. I got this last summer, and Bedlam Brewery kindly sent me. Uh, Bedlam Brewery had based down near Brighton and they kindly sent me a couple of boxes. They didn't mean to send me a couple of boxes. They actually, they meant to send me one, but they sent me a couple. So I ended up with quite a lot of Bedlam beers and I've been saving some of them for when we podcast because uh, they're kind of the beers that you kind of like. So your sort of best bitters and amber ales and stuff like that. So I've been saving these ones in particular for, for when we podcast. And uh, yeah, we've since been back up and running. I've I've dug this one out now, and yet you've got one as well. I've got the Bedlam Brewery Amber Skies Amber Ale, four point two percent. Like I said, it's based down towards sort of it's in East Sussex, but near sort of Brighton, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got the Best Bitter. Uh, not sure if they know the meaning of the word best, to be fair, but um, uh, it fizzed up, and you uh, poured some on my trouser back, didn't you? So thanks for that, Jimbo. <laughs> I but, did. That was but, quite funny. Yeah. But every beer you so you brought, I gave you that ages ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for us to drink together at some point yep. and you've been storing that when i've been storing this one mine mine opened and poured successfully yours has gone all over the place what are you doing with your beers well i'd rather not say <laughs> um but yeah i mean you gave me the beer so i took it home and i bought it back um it's not quite as yours is lovely and clear isn't it uh, and if you look at mine i think you could you could easily i mean you could easily dip something there and not be able to tell what you've put in there well, every beer that some beers are meant to be slightly uh, hazier than others. Yours might be. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can confirm. Uh, mine is the one that's out with date, actually, not yours. But mine, mine tastes. Yeah, only by. I mean, not not long at all. By if by not even a month. But uh, yeah. But yeah, this is only. I have I have not drunk in any location this year other than the uh, what's it, what was this called the Waste of Web Space Pub Shed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Audio. It's not called the Island Audio Pub Shed. <laughs> no one listens to that podcast. They? No one's bothered about it. Waste of websites, where is that? But th- this is the only location that I've had any alcohol in at all this year. Uh, is this, some... is, are you going to try and keep that up for the rest of the year? Yep, so I'm, I'm moving into the shed permanently tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I, I came around here. We podcasted on New Year's Day. We had, a, we had a fantastic evening on New Year's Day that, to be fair, might have actually sprawled into the 2nd of January. I don't think... I think, I think we might be left at a slightly more reasonable time on this case. Uh, yeah, it, was, it was, wasn't It was. quite as late, was it? But yeah, yeah well, good night. Good night. Yeah, you managed to get rid of me a bit sooner this year. Uh, yep. it, was a, it was a fantastic evening. If you remember on the last episode, Fisher brought a beer that stunk. Or that, no, no, what happened? That was the one before. Was that the episode before? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Well, this time he brought beers that nearly killed us because he brought one that was out of date and was definitely off. <laughs> you knew it was out of date, but in most cases you can drink beer that's you know slightly out of date. It's, but this it's this, can, isn't it? yeah. this one had gone. Yeah. This one had definitely gone. Uh, uh, we thought I'd say I've got a bit of a tag to it. I thought, oh no, that's, that's not quite right. Oh, <laughs> but you don't know some of these fancy flavours. I suppose you don't. No, got a really strong sour taste to that uh, that particular bitter. So it was. Um... <laughs> So apologies for that. I mean, you're all right, aren't you? I, yeah. I was only sick for three or four days afterwards, so it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, have you made any... Did you make any... We should have done this in the last episode, but did you make any New Year's resolutions? Uh, the only resolution I made is to stop adding an extra number on every time I try and say a number. And I'm doing really well so far in 2024. Oh! <laughs> uh, no, uh, I've, I've not really got... Uh, not, I, I don't really do New Year's resolutions, so I'm not sure. Do you? No. Okay, uh, well, that's the end of that conversation then. Okay, we're moving on? Yep. Right, here we go. (laughs) 
So, uh, it's my oh, are we are we doing football fantasy football? I want to do quick do fantasy football. First, yeah. We haven't we haven't really spoke about fantasy football at all. It's because we haven't podcasted much back end last year. Um, however, we are back up with our fantasy football league. Uh, it is currently the case that we are level pegging on points. Uh, what interests me a little bit though is that uh, my team once again is called Fisher's Footballers. Uh, Jimbo, uh, you went for a bit of a pun, didn't you? Can you remember your pun? I I, you... I haven't logged on for ages and I've I've forgotten. Okay, the pun last uh, last year it was Henderson's Grealish, wasn't yes, it? Uh, after Jack it Grealish, was, yeah. This time uh, you went for the Tuchel brothers. Oh, after, I'm, uh, I'm good. On Chelsea it. manager Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. Um, Got sacked after about five games, didn't he? So that's uh, that's gone for the last thirty-three weeks of the season. But yeah. never mind. Uh, he might come back. He might be. He might end up with the Premier League job. He's got somewhere else, has he? Has he not? I don't know. I uh, don't think so. No. I, need, I mean, I do do need to change my team. It's not. It's not very good when I've got like two players out injured for quite a while. Yeah, but you are actually on level pegging with me, who's taking it quite seriously and updating my team every week. So yeah, well done. But basically, you've just left Harland as captain, haven't you? Yes. Um, yes, which usually works. Uh, well, I mean, usually works. It's only, it's only been playing for. It's only started the Premier League this season, but he's a bit of a goal-scoring machine, to be fair, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so where are we? What, what we're looking at? Uh, no, just giving an update. We're level pegging on points. But uh, who's, who's in the? What about the the overall cup? Yeah. Oh, we're actually dead level on, yeah, on yeah. the on the on the overall standings. Yeah. Wow. One nine each and drawn one. Right. Well, I'm updating this weekend. I'm getting sorted. Okay. In fact, they're playing now, aren't they, sir? Uh, yeah. It's uh, Ma- Ma- oh, well later on. It's Man United versus Crystal Palace. I think into with a with an informed Marcus Rashford. Right. Um, okay. Playing well. I've got him in my team, and you haven't. So hopefully, he'll do something tonight. Yeah, and I'm too late to change it, aren't I? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Anyway, should we move on again? Yeah. No, I won't care. I'm talking about fantasy football. So. Have we done? Uh, yeah, we've got we've got two show and tell. We've got one show and tell yes. each, haven't we? So I didn't I didn't know whether you wanted. I'm, I've got a quiz, so I don't know if you want yeah, me to go first. You go then. first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two show and tells. You go first. So it's a bit of a hangover. Obviously, I, I spoke extensively on the last podcast about uh, my holiday to Mexico, which I've got a bit of a shirt. And we are going to repeat that right now. And we're going to carry on for the next <laughs> forty-five minutes talking about Mexico. So here's, here's my Mexico shirt, and it's just a bit of a. It's one other thing that I didn't mention on last on the uh, last podcast uh, about Mexico, um, and. I mentioned, obviously, some of the things that had happened. There was a bit of a fake story on there. I also kind of gave a few other details um, about what didn't happen. So I think I mentioned, aside from talking about the pool party and all that sort of stuff, and uh, the weight of topping my drink up, which is quite topical because you topped yours up and it spilled over the top. Uh, don't like to tell. Yes, please. Um, I also mentioned that the hotel I stayed at later on had been used for a uh, Amazon Prime film about cooking, if you remember. Yep. There's one thing, and even after we sat and chatted afterwards and had you a wonderful night... You still forgot to tell us. Well, I intensely didn't tell you. All right, okay. So what happened on the holiday that I have yet, as yet not told anyone? Is it, I caught two people going at it on the beach one evening, <laughs> or I wanted to go to a disco, but it was for nudists only? <laughs> okay, so you, you, you claim that you either caught two people at it on the beach one evening. Yeah. What was you doing on the beach? Uh, I was going for a bit of a stroll on the beach. Um, By the way, I'm they, sorry you've got the creaky chair. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. And also, I've I've, I've dropped my, my shirt on the floor, and I really want to pick it up um, because that's the kind of thing that really, really annoys me, knowing that it's not quite in place because it should be Do you want to on pick the back. Yeah, can I pick it up? Yep. Fish is picking it up. You can hear the creaks. I see. I swapped this chair the other day because I realised it was a creaky chair. That's one of these chairs. One of the bolts dropped out last time you came, didn't they? Remember? Yeah. I did find it and screwed it back together, but uh, clearly my carpentry is not much up to much. I'm not sure 
attaching a nut and a bolt is really carpentry and all honesty. It is but... to me, Fisher. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, so uh, back to the question about um, how we, how I caught them on the beach and what I was doing. Uh, it's a case that uh, for 10 years now, myself and my lovely wife have been in a relationship and uh, part of going to Mexico was uh, maybe not quite in celebration of it, but it was a bit of a nod towards the fact that we've been uh, going out for ten, uh, together for 10 years, not quite married for 10 years. But so that's... what you're saying is somebody took your spot? Uh, no. No, not at all. Uh, and part of one of the keys to our relationship, a very wise person once told me when we started going out that... Uh, it's to go and watch other people having sex. No, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. <laughs> uh, albeit, you know, as time goes on, if you touch, might have something we do. But uh, someone once said, you know, a real key thing to your relationship is make sure that twice a week you go out for a lovely meal, enjoy the company, take in the fresh air, have a... Lovely, relaxing walk home in the moonlight, and we've been Wh- doing whoever that. said that was not living through the cost of living crisis. Well, we do it. We've been doing that for ten years. I mean, yeah. uh, Vicky goes on Tuesday, I go on Friday. It's great. <laughs> um, so, as a result, we thought it was a bit later on at night. Actually, on this particular occasion, we thought we'd just have a bit of a walk on the beach. And whilst we're walking on the beach, it's got. Have you seen that sort of some hotels where it's kind of got beds on the beach with sort of the yeah. curtains around it, sort of a sunshade. Um, we were kind of just taking in a, the lovely moonlight setting. Um, you could hear the waves crashing against the sea. Uh, and then you could hear something else crashing as well. Was it against, a whole moon? Uh, we did see, I did see sort of a full, I saw a bit of everything to be fair. <laughs> um, but you, I, I wouldn't want to get sand in certain places, in all honesty. Uh, but yeah, we could just sort of, we walked past them. Yeah, we saw a couple um, very much on top of each other. Um, Going at it, yeah. I suppose is the not, only not way. Quite to start. sure how that works. If you're on top of each other, you can only have well, one person. Well, on yeah, top. Good, yeah. Well, yeah. Good point. One was on top of the other one. Right. Okay. Um, and you, you, you so you, you definitely saw them rather than just heard them because it, it could have been just noises. Someone's phone attached to the it, under the sunbed. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, it was just Gary Lineker there. <laughs> uh, no, we definitely we definitely walked past and yeah saw them. Um, it was really, literally, right down the right down the very far end of the beach, as it all happened. Okay. Um, did did this couple notice that you'd seen them, or were they kind of, uh, you know, uh, I think they were otherwise engaged. Yes. Yeah, so so they, they 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 couldn't they didn't know what was going on other than what they were doing. Uh, yeah, they were they were very much focused on the, the on job other, in hand on each other. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, actually, it wasn't in hand. It was uh, very much. Uh, yeah. Were they were they were they, <laughs> were they loud? Uh, not. Not massively. Was it dark? Yeah, yeah. It was just the the moonlight was the only thing that sort of lit up, um, lit up the occasion. Right. Okay. And and how big was this bed? Oh, the... <sighs> thank God you said how big was the bed. <laughs> uh, it was. Well, I, I don't know whether it's. I'll say it's possibly a king size as opposed to a double. Having having laid on there during the day for um, purposes of sunbathing. Um, is it? Is it? Did you did you lay on there after? That incident, not straight after, obviously, but did you in in the remainder of the holiday? Did you go and lay on that bed? I didn't lay on that specific one. Right. Okay. There, there, there were there were probably must have. I, I won't say there were a hundred beds, but there were certainly plenty of beds there that um, you know we could go on another bed that hadn't been shagged on. Um, we don't know the day that. before. The de- hadn't been shagged on that we'd seen the day before, at least. I bet it's difficult to find one of those beds. If 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 each bed had like a statistical analysis, uh, a forensic analysis, I reckon every one of those beds has at some point been. Shagged upon, yeah, possibly, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, so did, did you after that you just sort of scuttled off, did you? 
I beg your pardon. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't enjoy watching it that much, no. I simply kind of thought, ooh, that's a bit strange. Um, why don't we kind of walk back in the other direction? We were pretty much towards the end of the beach anyway. Then you kind of got to a bit more of a public bit. You've been to hotels in Mexico. You kind of, yeah. Each hotel's got its own section on the beach almost. Yeah, and yeah. then it was kind of to a bit that didn't have a beach area. So kind of we're getting towards the end of our walk and we're going to walk back anyway. But say on one of the final beds, they were two people at it so we sort of thought "Ooh, that's a bit strange uh after about 20 minutes or so i didn't know where to look so i uh, we wandered back okay right i think i've quizzed enough about that one then so your next one then what just remind me what the other one was uh the other one was that i uh, wanted to go to a disco but couldn't because uh-huh. it was for nudists only well you could have gone if you wanted to There's oh not- i could have yeah so you're right i could have gone if i'd have wanted to <laughs> um, but you did want to go to it. Was it was it the case that you wanted to go to it and you were stopped because somebody else didn't let you or because you wasn't allowed in? Uh, I wasn't allowed in. Uh, I didn't actually try to get in because it became apparent that I wasn't allowed in. Where was the disco? Uh, it was at the nudist hotel next door to ours. Right. Did you know it was a nudist hotel? I did, yeah. So why did you try to go to the nudist disco? Well, I didn't realise it was in the nudist hotel. Uh, you didn't realise you was in the nudist hotel? No, I didn't realise the disco was in the nudist hotel. Right. So, so when you went to... So, so you, what did you do? Go to want your representative and ask if you could go to the disco. No, no, I was just walking past it, and there's some there was a disco playing, there's some some lights on, you know, and some music, which is, and I thought, I'll tell you what, that's probably a disco, um, because that's what you tend to get with flashing lights and music, um, and I thought, oh, it'd be nice to go in there, and then as I was trying to go in, uh, it was kind of like the exit that I was trying to I was trying to go in. Uh, which is obviously similar to what happened when the people were shagging on the beach as well, as it so happened. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought, well, maybe I can go in. And I thought, actually, I can't, because it's sort of like behind some sort of ropes that denotes this is where the nudists hang out. Right, okay, so you did know it was a nudist hotel when you saw the lights, um, the disco lights. Uh, not when I saw the disco lights. I thought uh, it might be from, there's three hotels. Quite close together. Yeah, okay. the, the hotel we stayed in. But you, the, saw, the, the, you saw the disco lights... Uh, and there's lots of flashing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, if you'd have walked in and they were doing oops upside your head, imagine that. <laughs> imagine the scenes. Hey, imagine that. Um, but yeah, as long you as already we're... don't really want to sit in someone's crotch when you're doing that dance, do you? It depends whose crotch it is, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the three hotels where we stayed, the one we stayed in, the one where we went to the pool party, and the nudist one, between the, which, were, which were between the two hotels. And I thought, <laughs> I thought it was at the pool party place. And I thought, great. Another big party, um, similar to the pool party with the foam cannons, but then actually thought, nah, it's probably at the nudist one that's next door. Right, okay. So did someone physically stop you from going in, or was it just behind some barriers? No, as I kind of walked walked towards it, I thought, actually, they're the barriers that are for the, um, probably denoting that this is purely a mm-hmm. nudist-only place. They are allowed to wear shoes, though, aren't they? Uh, I don't know. Never been in. Well, you know, because they normally do, because they, they still don't go around barefoot, do they? Because they don't want to hurt their feet. But anyway, that's that's not not going to help me. If if I was if I was concerned about injuring something and decided to put a clothing item on, shoes is probably not the first one I go. For. <laughs> what but, did you do instead of the of the disco? Uh, we just went to a bar naked. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just went to a, a normal bar and had a very dull and uh, unadventurous evening, um, but which which no doubt was thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, we probably just went to the. Quackamire's bar, as it's sometimes did, called. Did you see anybody else going into the disco? Uh, no, I think they all approached it from sort of the entrance as opposed to the emergency exit. Mm, okay. Do you think the DJ has to be naked as well? 
I don't know. I saw I saw people going into this complex, mm. uh, clothed. But obviously, I presume that when they go in, once they're inside, they can, uh, yeah, uh, get their kit off. I suppose the suitcases are really light if you're going on that kind of holiday. But yeah, definitely, definitely full on hand luggage, place, isn't it? Yeah, like that. She's she got one set of clothes just for when you go, come in and go into the airport. Some and Crocs. Else. Don't don't have to book, book. Pack some Crocs and that's it. Yeah, they've worn Crocs. No, no, me neither. But I imagine that's what nudists might wear because they're quite sort of, you know, they like the holes in it just to sort of even, even yeah. sort of even their footwear <laughs> is partially naked <laughs> or full on flip flops. And... All right, okay. Um, shall I shall I make a guess? Uh, if you want to, I I can feel I, free to quiz further. But... I don't really know what else I could quiz on. Um, did 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 Vicky try and stop you from going into this nudist hotel? Did she realise? Uh, yeah, she was she was aware that we were that the hotel next door was a nudist place and therefore I shouldn't have gone into the and and then we both realized that actually that's in the nudist area. Right, okay. There's there's there's, there's holes in that story for me. There's there's holes in both stories to be fair. <laughs> uh I think that you wouldn't have gone I don't know, it's a it's a bit wishy-washy for me with with the you know where the entrances are to this hotel and you know, the fact you might not have known but you got close to going in or you went up to it. I don't I, I mean I know those kind of mistakes can happen but I don't know. Um, was it not your own discos you could go to? A clothed disco? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they were, but it, I didn't quite know exactly what entertainment was on at any any one point. Mm. Um, I kind of thought that the disco was at the pool party side of it and part of that complex. Could you could you can you remember any songs that were playing? Or was it all sort of muffled noises? Uh, it was all. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't particularly remember. I'm assuming it's just the usual disco classics, you know. Night fever and all that sort of stuff. And okay. So or night dress fever. I don't know. All right. Okay. Right. I'm. I'm going to go with it then. So I think, like I said, I think. I think there's. There's. I, I'm not. I'm not really believing the second one as much as the first one. I think the first one. I think they're both feasible, but I think the first one. I'm. I'm going with that. I think it seems more of a solid story. Uh, uh, indeed. Uh, so I can reveal that you are wrong. <laughs> I don't believe it. So you did try and go to a nudist disco? Yeah, well, I wanted to go to it. I'm not saying I particularly tried to get in, but when I uh, there was a nudist. You, so you wanted to go even when you knew it was a nudist party? No, I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Uh, on my first look, a first glance, I didn't realize it was in the nudist bit. There was a nudist hotel next to our hotel. Uh, literally, you walked in the reception of our hotel. And there was a door to the side that was called something... I think it was called the Hidden Beach Hotel. Long story short, he's booked for next year. <laughs> Tell you what, at their prices, bloody well haven't. Um, well, you'll save on your hand luggage, on your, on your uh, luggage, like we said. I had a look at how much it costs. Oh, about three times as much. So you did look at how much the nudist camp costs? I how much it costs, yeah. What's wrong with that? Mm. It, was on, it, was on the, it was on the hotel's website, wasn't it? I mean, they don't need wardrobes, they don't need anything. So why, why does it cost as much? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But, as I say, there was the... It was called um, the. We we didn't actually know the first. This was the second time we've been to this same hotel, uh, the normal hotel, I was going to coin it. And the first time we went, um, we just seen something called the Hidden Beach Hotel, and that, to be fair, doesn't massively kind of indicate any strange. Unusual. I'm sure people who are nudists, absolutely fine, no issue with it. Uh, myself or whatever and all that sort of stuff um, but it is a little bit unusual isn't it it's not kind of it's not your run of the mill sort of stuff um, so the first time we went there was someone doing a tour of the hotel called the hidden secrets of um, our hotel and there was this very nice amiable fella 
uh, walking around and all it did was like sort of say, oh, this is where the bar is, all this sort of stuff. And uh, my wife, Vicky, uh, got a bit confused and said, um, hidden, you know, hidden secret. Are you going to, are we going to that hotel next door, the hidden beach hotel? And he got very, very embarrassed and sort of uh, said, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking you next door. And he sort of like scuttled off. Um, and then we sort of thought, oh, actually, let's find out a little bit more about this. And it turned out it was a, uh, a nudist place. We should have really it advertised itself as an au naturel place. So it was the second time round. Obviously, we didn't. We, we knew it was there. Didn't pay any attention, but I so was walking past. Heard the heard the D, heard the DJ playing. Heard the songs on. Saw the flashing lights, and I thought, "Ooh, that might be from the American Hotel that's on the other side of that where they had the phone party." And however, as I approached it, it transpired that it was behind some things, and I wasn't allowed to go to it because <laughs> I was closed. Well, you could have gone if you wanted to. If you, you know. You could have just gone with it. You're on holiday. Who cares? Yeah, it's not something I'm going to talk about in a podcast afterwards, is it? No, no. And I can confirm at no point did I did we uh, see anyone uh, going at it <laughs> uh, on a beach bed. Shame. So I've got a show and tell as well, Fisher. Okay. And uh, yeah, and I had to block you from pretty much all my social media over the past two, three weeks, is it? Can I just say, it's been great. None of the, <laughs> none of the rubbish about Alien Audio podcast and all this sort of stuff. God, Bennett, you can keep me blocked. Thanks. <laughs> I had to block you from everything uh, because I, I posted about this and then I realised it would make an amazing show-and-tell story. Okay. But I'm going to give you three. Three? Three. How many, how many of these happened? One or two? One. Okay. Okay, that's a bit unfair, isn't it? No, it's not. It's yeah. just that I want to make sure I, I want because I, I want to make sure that it's it's a bit more complex. But okay. you know, okay. So I'm going to give you three. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is my show and tell. Do you want to describe it to me? Uh, so that is a half filled or half empty, depending on your outlook on life. Bottle of water. Uh, it says Ice Valley on the side of it. There's a slight crush in it where maybe someone with superb strength, such as yourself, has squeezed it too hard and put a bit of a dent in it. Um, but basically, yes, I'll fill a bottle of water in it. Yep. So there's three possible stories behind this. Okay. Story number one, I received it in a giveaway. Okay. Or I received this as a giveaway prize. Uh, okay. Yeah, do, do you want to go through all the options yep. and we'll question you? Story number two, mm-hmm. it belongs to or belonged to somebody famous. Oh, right, okay. Or story number three, it very nearly caused me to crash my car. In fact, I did sort of bump it. Uh, hang on, you said you had a car service, didn't you, Sal? Right, well, right, well, okay. So the first one, uh, you won that in a giveaway. Uh, was it, okay, I'll, I will, was it half filled when you won it in the giveaway? Yes. Right, okay. Uh, who get, who gave it away? Well. Is it George Michael? No, this is, this is what I'm not sure. I, I won. I won. A, I've won. I, I won a give. I've won a few giveaways in, in, in recent times, and particularly last year, I won quite a few. And I, I won a giveaway at Christmas. And then after Christmas, I received this in the post, wrapped up in like bubble wrap sort of, you know that like bubble wrap uh, envelope paper stuff, that bubble wrapped envelope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I received this, uh, just that on its own, absolutely nothing else. My name written on the front of it, just like, an, you know, scribbled on, not not like proper printed or anything like that. And that's all I've received. I have won another giveaway just before Christmas, but I haven't received anything yet from that brewery and 
I assumed it was from them. And the brewery, when I've contacted them to ask about my prize and whether it's... Because I don't just say, if you sent me this? <laughs> so I've, said, I've asked about my prize and I've got no response. Right, okay. Um, would, would you like to divulge which brewery it is that you've contacted? Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, because I'm not sure about them, if they're actually genuine or not. Uh, is it Fisher's Brewery, based in Sheffield? It's a brewery called Pleas. What, sorry? Pleas. 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 P-L-I-E-R-S, I think. Is that what you say when you ask a South African person to send it, give you some pliers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, where are they based? Uh, I think they're based in Bradford, I think. Oh, okay. Or at least like sort of like West Yorkshire area. Mm-hmm. Is it Ilkley, Bradford, maybe? Uh, Ilkley's around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, around there. Uh, all right, okay. And so you've, you've, there was no description. It was just a half-filled bottle of water. Half-filled bottle of water. Do you know it's actually water in there, by the way, or not? No. I mean, I haven't took the lid off. I'm, okay. You know. Could it be Could it be some kind of hydrochloric acid that's about to sort of burn <laughs> through that and could end the entire world? I don't know. I, don't, I've, I've gen- I've, I assume it's water, but, you know. Well, it isn't a water it's bottle, not, so it's it, a reasonable... It's clear. I don't... I just shouldn't be shaking it, should I? I don't fizz it, but it looks, it looks clear and, yeah. Okay. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's water. So you've 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 you have one outstanding competition win, yeah, and one prize received that you don't know whether to allocate to that particular thing. Yeah, I mean it might not you know it might not be a prize. It might just be the. I mean you know a fair few people have got my address from from the beer swaps and stuff like that. I've done over time uh, with my Instagram account. Um, so it, it you know it could have come from anyone. It could be some sort of joke that I'm completely missing. Uh, but nobody's come forward, uh, so it, it could be some something that comes out later on down the line. Yeah, man, I feel because a lot of times you tell a joke, I completely miss it and don't understand it. So, um, so okay, right. So number three, uh, sorry, number two. So you said it belonged to someone famous. Yes. Would you like to say which famous person it was? Uh, yes, Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer. All right. Um, it, was it him who was making the sex noises last night? <laughs> it might be. Okay. He wasn't in the studio, was he, last night? Um, he it was it was outside. He was doing the commentary, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming this was as a result of being at the Sheffield Wednesday Newcastle game. Yes, uh, of which you were part of the match day entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alan Shearer was on summarising. I think or I think he was summarising was he in the studio. Mm-hmm. How did he get the bottle? Then? Um, how do you think I got the bottle? Uh, I think you stole it from him while I wasn't looking. <laughs> I think I am assuming he probably left it in the studio and then walked off, and you ran in the studio and afterwards and got it. Well, no, I mean the studio is like I, I'm. I'm. I'm quite surprised. You know, with the, with the thing that happened on Match of the Day last night, uh, I'm quite surprised anyone. I mean, I don't know the setup at Wolves. They might have got a proper. They probably got a better setup than Wednesday. But Wednesday's box when Match of the Day come is just a container that gets temporarily put up. I don't even know if it's Sheffield Wednesday's container, but it gets put up. In the corner of the ground, nobody can get to it. No, mm-hmm. no one, unless you are, you know, BBC staff can get to it. It's not like club staff can get to that. Mm-hmm. So this this water bottle actually um, was left in the staff kitchen. All yeah, right, okay. Uh, so an Alan Shearer, who's not part of staff, was in the staff kitchen. Was he having something he, to eat? Uh, he was having something to eat. He was eating Chinese or Thai. Cultured Alan Shearer. He was just having some Newcastle brown ale and walking around with that shirt on. Then I had a Newcastle brown ale that night. Mm. I'd seen, yeah. I sucked. Uh, I had some Newcastle. Yeah, I think just before Christmas, uh, just before New Year, I had some. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I've, I've, no, I didn't Newcastle brown ale for years. It's all right. What do you think to it? 
yeah, it, it, I, it, did t- it was nice. I've not had it for ages either, but it was quite refreshing. I really enjoyed it, yeah. It's not made in Newcastle, is it? In fact, it's not even made in the UK anymore. Apparently, it's made in Holland now, is it? I think. Probably. Sounds about right. Yeah. That's not proved on Burton on Trent, most, most stuff in the UK. No. So, no okay. Not anymore. Um, okay, so how do you know it was Alan Shearer's then? Did you see him walk off? I saw Alan Shearer in the staff kitchen before I went to get changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was there eating his Chinese and Thai. And when I went back in later, this bottle was left there. So you, you can't, I suppose you can't be 100% certain it's Alan Shearer's. But I can. I, it was exactly where he was sat. All right. But it was where he was sat. Yes. And he was drinking a bottle of water like that. Yes. Um, so it's feasible that... It more, more than likely is this. Yes. Okay. Where is the bottle from, by the way? Is it kind of... Uh, I've never heard of Ice Valley. I, d- I don't know. Um, it looks like a bit of a cheap... It, 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 is it a bottle of water from the Sheffield Wednesday kitchen? Um, I, don't, is... I don't know that I, I don't have that information. Well, what do you normally have when you go to the kitchen? The well, kitchen? there's a water machine in the kitchen. Like a... a what do you call them? A, a vending machine? Water cooler. Water cooler, yeah. Yeah, there's a water machine. What, do not use that? He brings his own bottle with him? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Don't know. That I just acquired this bottle. That's a bit a bit woolly around the store, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. How do you? Well, yeah. What is your interaction with the staff kitchen then? Do you normally get something to eat? Do you normally? I go in there before a game, so I get I get to ground quite early because of the parking and everything. I have to get there really early, but because I'm there early, I don't necessarily have to get ready and do my job, which mm-hmm. you know what my job is. Yeah, a lot of people do. Some people don't. But we don't I, talk about it. Working match day entertainments, top mm-hmm. secret. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I got, I, I get there quite early, but it means I have to sort of sit around for a bit and wait around. So sometimes I, well, most of the time, either sit in the ground, uh, just and watch, you know, just the ground staff doing their thing or the mm-hmm. players coming out on the pitch to warm up or, you know, as the players are sort of arriving is normally when I'm sat in the ground in the, mm-hmm. in the sort of stadium, just waiting to, to go and get ready. Um, but if it's cold and a lot of the time these days, I go upstairs to the staff kitchen and put the telly on in there and sit and watch the football scores come in. So this time I went up. No one ever goes in the kitchen because it's normally always empty because it's only the match. It's only the staff who work there nine well five during the week that right. generally use that space on a match day. There's not as many staff in that mm. work nine well five in that particular area of the ground. Right. So I'm me and the other mascot, are one of the only ones really who use that room. So we went up to uh, put our Nuki Browns in the fridge, and uh, they, we, I realised that there was somebody sat in our spaces, mm-hmm. and that's. When yeah, Alan Shearer. I got yeah. So I suppose the question I was asking is, it wasn't you. It wasn't being used as a kitchen at the time. It was effectively just a dining room. It, it, it's a kitchen, but it's got like a dining area. Uh, yeah, but yeah. There, was, there was there was no one there cooking food. Oh no, no yeah. food was, it was being just cooked. Yeah, an empty space with some tables yeah. that you were using to dine. So <sighs> in that room, there's not. Um, you've probably seen this on my previous Instagram post, but there's normally lots of mannequins. Uh, like old, like you know, mannequins that they used to put on shirts, and they've yeah. just sort of dumped them in that room. So normally, I'm sat there with like mannequins ne- sat next to me in the seat next to me, or like arms and legs on the table and stuff like that. Okay, things so Peter Crouch with all arms and legs all over the place <laughs> and stuff. Okay, uh, so the third option was. Um... You'll have to remind me what the third option was. I uh, it nearly caused me oh. to crash my car. I did get a, I did have a little a little bump, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. Okay, so how did it cause you to crash your car? Well, it was left in my car mm-hmm. by, I, I don't know for sure, and I, I I was very tempted to write in the WhatsApp group to accuse somebody of leaving it in my car, but it was left in my car by, I assume, one of the lads from football on a mm-hmm. Thursday night who I'd given a lift to. 
Okay, now having a bottle of water in your car does not directly correlate to cause me to have an accident. So it, how did it cause you to have an accident? It, it, oh, okay. It rolled under my uh, pedal. Oh, right, okay. Um, which pedal? Well, kind of like all of them, I suppose, but it was sort of, and I was trying to get it out because I needed to brake, and I was trying to brake, and it wasn't properly squashing down, and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it rolled on the pedal, and what I, how did it, you said you had a small so, bump of some form. Because I couldn't put the pedal down, I was approaching uh, like a junction, so I had to sort of like, I couldn't properly pe- depress the pedal, I was sort of slowly rolling out, mm-hmm. so I had to like get right into the edge but the edge was quite a high and tight curb it wasn't it was like almost you it was a curb so thin that you, you can't really walk on it it's pavement so thin that not even many people can walk on it and there's a wall right next to that and it, it caused me to sort of bump my bumper on the left hand side but there was no visible damage okay so I suppose yeah what i'm sort of saying is how can... sort of wedge into the side yeah but that just shouldn't affect your steering, should it? Because that's just no, I, no. Because I had to do that as a vertive action because that rolled under my pedal. So you didn't want to career into the road. I didn't want to, the, to you, roll. You banked it into the wall. Yes, yes. Okay. I was more or less stopped anyway, mm-hmm. but because I couldn't completely put the pedal down because of the bottle, um, it it wouldn't go. The pe- the pedal wouldn't go to the floor, and therefore I had to sort of use something else to stop myself from rolling out any further into the road. There's plenty of times you've tried to impress me by showing how you can put your pedal to the metal, but uh, I've, <laughs> seen pe- I've seen people open bins like that in the past anyway, so I wasn't too <laughs> impressed. Um, okay, so which one do you think it is? Which one do I think it is? Yeah. What do you mean, which one do I think it is? Well, I thought you might be able to tell me that make it easy for me. <laughs> um, so there's three options there, all of which are um, slightly unusual and slightly ludicrous. Um, do I think that... You sure you've asked everything you want to ask? Um, do, you want to, do you want to think about each situation? Ask me anything else? One question about each one? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, who do you... Who do you sus- if, it, if the first one wasn't sent by a brewery, who do you think sent it to you? Have you got a... I think, I think one of the Instagram people. Mm-hmm. Has anyone and mentioned I, and it I, and to I th- No. And I think it'll be something that they, they come up that they... They'll, I, I, I got a feeling it might be part of some sort of game. There is a game called Caskmaster, mm-hmm. um, which I took part in. Uh, I might have told you about it, but I was uh, somebody else on on Instagram has done a game. It's not like it's like Taskmaster, but they call it Caskmaster, yeah. and you got to do beer challenges. There is now Series Two, uh, which I've because I was in Series One. There's a bunch of new people doing Series Two, and you had to do some odd things, mm-hmm. like I had to create a fake beer and all sorts of stuff. So I, I'm wondering if it, it could be a part of that, and that's why I've not found out yet because it might be some sort of secretiveness mm-hmm. to it. Uh, how do you doing, Caskmaster? By the way. I finished bottom. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Um, was there was there some how many people? It was only how many people? It was two, weren't it? It was. Uh, it was there was, there was two other people. Yeah. Me and two other people. Yeah, and you're not part of series two. No. Were any of the people in series one in series two? No. So yeah, you were all discarded. Well, we, we, that's how Castmaster works. Yeah, you, yeah, of course. You, yeah. you get new people in, and, but there might be an, a, a series where the champions face each other, which clearly I'm not going to yeah, be in. <laughs> still so. not but I am. I'm technically. Uh, I, I'm sort of part of the crew because I, I'm the you know like have you seen Taskmaster? I've seen Taskmaster. Yeah, I, Taskmaster. I haven't, and I need to watch it because it's supposed to be funny. But you know, is it Alex Horn? Yeah, I'm I'm like him. Uh, I'm, right. I'm that in this Taskmaster. I'm the one sat on that chair in the sort of mock-up yeah. video at the start. You're a little Alex Horn. Yes. Yeah, it's good Taskmaster. I, I would highly recommend it. Um, okay, so there is almost a plausible reason as to why he might have been sent an empty, a, a, a different reason why he might have been sent an empty bottle of uh, mm-hmm. water. 
why? How come you ended up with a bottle of water from Alan Shearer and not anyone else? Were you the first one to get it, or yeah, the, the, the... And, and and I obviously took it thinking this. <laughs> yeah, can I have a look at the bottle of water? Yes, of course you can. I wonder if it says like Newcastle on it anywhere or. Um... So it's Ice Valley Springvale water from the Yorkshire beneath the Yorkshire Pennines, uh, Shipley Spring in Huddersfield. Okay, very mind you said it could have been from somewhere in Bradford, the brewery in Bradford. What's that saying, eh? Hey, eh? don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure where Ice Valley is. I mean, obviously, I know where Buxton Water comes from. I think I have seen this brand before, in all honesty. I have seen this brand before. It doesn't look the most luxurious bottle of water I've ever seen. No, it's quite basic, isn't it? Yeah. It's no Evian. Yeah. Um, You can get the, like, Costco water for, like, 10p a bottle, Mm. can't you? You know, I once went to a school in Buxton as part of my job. Uh, Dave Hardy says, try it. Uh, No. Uh, Yeah, that's not looking like it. Well, hang on. Uh, that, that indicates number one might be correct. I don't know where it's from. <laughs> um, so you went to school in Buxton? Yeah, I went to a school in Buxton to work uh, once when I was doing that kind of job. And uh, they, you know when they come and they bring you lunch and stuff like that, or, or they get, bring visitors a drink and stuff, they brought me a bottle of water and it weren't <laughs> Buxton. I was, I, was, I was quite upset. I was like, eh? If you're in Buxton, it's like, you know, that's like me being, that's like us being in somewhere in Sheffield and asking for a pie and then and some relish and they bring out... Custard sauce, yeah. You can't, Liam can you Perrins. say it? Liam Perrins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? It's the next one. Uh, what was, what were we on? Uh, well, no, what I was actually going to say is I recently went, to, I went to Buxton not too long ago, so apologies for just jumping in with um, with this. It was back end of September. And I took an unusual photo while I, while I was there uh, where it was talking about, it was advertising a uh, uh, an eatery up the road, uh, whatever, call it, call it what you like, Um I don't know if it was a takeaway kind of thing. It was it was called Dub Kitchen and Bar, uh, and it referred to its food as not only clean, not only fresh food, but specifically clean fresh food, <laughs> which I thought was quite an unusual. It did gourmet salad. That mean the place next door stuff. wasn't clean. It don't was know. fresh but not clean. I've never once I've never once had someone say, "Come and try my food. It's very clean." <laughs> that intrigued me. So number two. So yeah, how did you get that? Uh, number three. What is the consequence of your near crashing? Of your, are you not going to give people a lift? Have you got to do repair work on your car? Is well, that why it went to its service? Yeah, or? I mean, it kind of did need a service too soon as well. But I did, I did have to sort of because it's a lease car. I did have to admit that I'd bumped the bumper, mm-hmm. even though there's no visible marks on it. I had to admit that because if it gets inspected later on, mm-hmm. so I, as part of the service, I told them and they had a look and uh, they said they took it to the body shop and there's no, no, I don't know if they actually did, but you know, nah, they probably just tried to sell exactly, you some like yeah. seaweed dirt uh, flavored uh, bubble bath and stuff for the yeah. body shop, probably organic <laughs> products and all that sort of stuff. Okay, so I think I'm ready to make my decision. Yeah. I think. So I think let's just summarize: Is this bottle of water a random item I received? through the post, just with my address on it and nothing else, in a bubble-wrapped envelope, nothing else. And I believe I believe it was either a give some sort of... I'm still waiting for a giveaway win, so I don't know if this is what, what I'd won, or if someone on Instagram is having me on and they've sent me a bottle of water and still not revealed if it was them or not. And, and it was a half-drank bottle as well. Mm-hmm. Or, two, was it Alan Shearer's that I picked up because he was eating in the staff kitchen at the Sheffield Wednesday Ground where I obviously work, and I saw it and I picked it up to talk about on this podcast or is it three it caused me to have a mini little car accident and a slight bump as it rolled under your pedals as it rolled under my pedals um i'm gonna say i think it's i think it's number one that that is part of a it just randomly turned up in the post so it makes sense doesn't it because that's why i would have blocked you from instagram 
to stop you from seeing it because I would have been asking and peeling. So you're actually wrong. Yeah, is it Alan Shearer's then? This is Alan Shearer's water bottle, right? And he's here tonight. Hey, oh, isn't that good? A picture. A lot of my Instagram folk have seen this already. Jimbo and Alan Shearer. And? And Gary Lineker as well. Did you get some crisps from him? No. Uh, no. He took my mobile phone off me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say, no, nah, leave me alone, please? Or were they, well, I'm assuming they're quite nice and pleasant. They were. I, 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 so, just the story goes, uh, I, I've already told this before, obviously, quite a lot of people apart from, You're probably the only person I've not told this story to because I had to lock down my social media so that I could tell you. And I intentionally decided not to listen to the Alien Audio podcast for the last two years to make sure that I didn't hear it. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so I walked into the room, and like I said, someone was in our seats, and I was a little bit annoyed because I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go and sit in the cold now or find oi, somewhere to go. Oi, big ears and baldy, move. Yeah, yeah. and as, as the other lad were putting the Nuki Browns in the fridge, he sort of turned around and gave me a funny, a funny sort of look, as in... Have you seen this? Have you seen who this is? So I sort of just stepped in the kitchen a bit more and looked round the corner and Shearer was looking at me. Uh Honestly, my mouth nearly dropped at the floor. I was so shocked. And then I could hear Gary Lineker's voice, which is obviously quite distinguishable, isn't it, when you hear it every week on Match of the Day and everything. So we sort of like put stuff in the fridge, then hurried off because we were a bit you know, nervous and we didn't know what to do with ourselves. Uh, Went to where we were going to get changed and we were sort of like, we need to go back, don't we? So we did. We went back down. I went and got a glass of water mm-hmm. um, from the water cooler, mm-hmm. and uh, and I finally plucked up the courage to go. Uh, c- c- can we have a picture, please? Yeah. I'll, Gary Linick was facing the other way, so I don't know if I think he thought he might have got away with it because yeah. he want he you know Alan Shearer came over, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, and told him what we did and everything, and he was very pleasant. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after he'd sort of gone back to where he was near his Chinese and his water bottle, mm-hmm. uh, I said. Uh, c- c- can we have one with you as well, Gary? And Gary went, yep, yep, okay, yep, yep. And he was fine as well. So, yeah. Very good. There you go. Did you? So you, you purely got the bottle of water by it. You didn't, you didn't ask for it. You didn't ask no. for it in possession. You just got it purely by chance. They'd left. They'd left all the Chinese on the table, to be fair, which got their recent... Did you eat some of their Chinese? No, no, oh. I didn't. I, I was going to bring the Chinese instead of the <laughs> water bottle, but I thought, how's that going to last a couple of weeks? <laughs> I've got some mouldy Chinese here. Where do you think it came from? <laughs> they didn't roll under my foot pedals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this was one of the things left next to where he was sat on mm-hmm. the table so uh, that's why I'm I'm strongly assuming this is his um, and if it wasn't it's probably it, Gary Lineker's yeah yeah exactly so and th- there was another per- person in the room or, there was a lady in the room who does the interviews mm-hmm. I don't know her name but I felt quite bad afterwards for not asking a photo did you not ask for a photo oh no you didn't, you didn't ask for a photo with her well I was too nervous uh, you've always struggled speaking to women haven't you so. <laughs> exactly uh and then there was the there was a, what I assume might be in a producer, and then uh, this other youngish lad, probably younger than us. Uh, he came back at half time, and he said, "Oh, I, I was talking to him. He said he's the researcher, so he does all the research, match of the day, all the sporting events on BBC. So it can be anything: cricket, football, tennis, rugby." And uh, so technically, that was Gary Lineker. Really, that is Gary Lineker's brain. Yeah. So did did he create the jokes with Gary Lineker about the sex noises and stuff? Yeah. It could have been him. Yeah, maybe he's, he was uh, he was laid off and it was a did, final leaving parting prank. Did you swap details um, so we can get more access to him in future for the po- sake of the podcast? Uh, no, I yeah, was I very both. nervous. I, I could I could bet me taking this photograph, Fisher, my hand was shaking. Hmm. Uh, it's, I'm surprised it hasn't come out blurred. So, well, well, there you go. I'm very pleased for you. 
Yeah, can you see why I had to lock that down and keep it secret? Yeah, that's, that's quite good. But at the same time, it would have been weird if I didn't post it on my social media and then posted it three weeks after. Oh, yeah. So, there we go. Um, but, yeah. I say weird if you post on show. Alan Shearer is not following you and thinking, tell you what, the bastard. He's not, no, he's not put that picture of me I mean, up, has he? I yet? mean, to everyone else, he goes, oh, well, no. hold on a minute. That was weeks ago. Oh, no. You know what I mean? People get confused. So, I, then when I did it, I thought, oh, no, I've got to block Fisher. So, that's what I did. So I've got, I'm going to unblock you later. All right. Well, thank you. Very much, looking Tom. forward to that, aren't you? Yeah, I look forward to seeing your content again. <laughs> well, good. Well, that, that's very good. Well done. It's funny though, isn't it? Because you always have like a list in your head of the most famous people you've met, <laughs> and that day they both jumped to the top of my list all in one go. Um, straight over Timmy Mallet and Roy Cropper. Um, John Terry. Did I meet John Terry? Yeah, you said he did one. Oh, I've only been in costume. Um, yeah, I don't count it if I'm in costume. I've had my picture took with the Arctic Monkeys, Jarvis Cocker, Richard Orley. Richard Orley, yeah. Um, twin, if you remember them. Yeah, yeah I'm twin, yeah. Got told Barnsley to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> arrested, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've met some famous people, but, but always in, in, in disguise, so I don't really count that. So the, these have definitely uh, Patrick Stewart's probably the the other one, but I was yeah. probably a bit. If I met him now, I'd be more. I think cause I'm a bit young then. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, cool. Oh, well done. Very pleased for you. Thank you. Anyway, let's talk about news. Yes. Uh, well, biggest news are uh, Alan Shearer just tweeted that he's met Jimbo uh, from <laughs> Waste of Websites podcast. Uh, what is going on? He's, no, he's he's, save, he's he's not tweeted yet. Cause he's saving it for his own podcast. Yeah. He's, he's blocked everybody. Um. Yeah. Prince Harry. Yeah. He's, uh, he's well, what's happening, Prince Harry? Eh? Ooh, what about Prince Harry? Um, apparently, you'll never believe this, but you know that uh, young lad who was about 13, 14 years old and uh, was made to walk through the streets of London behind his mum's coffin uh, while the entire world watched him. Apparently, it's gone a bit messed up in the ad. Right. Yeah, what's the chance of that? Eh? What mm. were the chances? He's released a book called Spare, I think. Ironically, I know quite a few people have actually been sent two copies of it, so they have a spare right, copy yeah, of spare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen that a uh, few people say that Amazon sent them two copies of it. I think it's become the best-selling, it's one of the fastest-selling books in history or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or one of the fastest-selling non-fiction books So in all, all, it's all worked then, hasn't it, basically? Uh, well, yeah. Whatever I mean, he was trying to do has worked. Uh, well, he, he was talking about the uh, he was talking about the how he hates the media, and uh, I've heard about how he hates the media on his Spotify podcast, on his Netflix show, <laughs> and in his autobiography, so... Uh, yeah. Good on him. Look, I, 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 I don't want to take sides because there's a lot of people who get into this argument and then take sides. I have no interest whatsoever. Not that I don't want to talk about it, but I have no interest at all. Mm. It's all, all of them. I'm going to group them all together and say they're all. Is it? Go, I'm not bothered. Go on. I suppose. My question is: Is it a? Is it just some kind of distraction to uh, sort of avert yourself away from Prince Andrew? Exactly. Could it be? I don't know. Uh, it could be. It could well be. Um, I mean, your... there's a musical about Prince Andrew. If you need to catch up on that, and we spoke about that, didn't we? I I haven't I haven't seen it. I heard about it. I think you mentioned it uh, mm-hmm. when we're in the in the pub shout actually. Um, and so yeah, that's that's quite quite a topical story. Um, my what's your have, have you have you got a favourite bit of it? Of what uh, the the revelations that have come out? Uh, oh, I, I did like it. How how there was once a fight. Yeah, I mean, imagine that two brothers having a fight. What are the chances? But did not you, news, did, is it? <laughs> did you read? Did you read the sort of blow by blow account? No, oh, man, it was it was great. Uh, it said Prince William put down his glass of water and grabbed hold of my necklace, and it broke. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's just like the Cray twins, that isn't it? Yeah, 
full on. Um, but I quite like the fact that uh, he claims that he lost his virginity behind a pub, didn't he, on a field. Uh, do you know what the pub was called? No. It's called the Rattlebone Inn. All right, okay. Uh, that's a good place to go if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I say of all the of all the, of all the pubs to uh, lose your virginity behind. I think he said it was an older woman who uh, was quite keen on horses. Um, she said that she uh, patted his rump and sent him out to graze afterwards or something like that. Um, it's an unusual first experience. Yeah. How come she didn't get named? Uh, he's revealed everything else. It's been speculators to it, might oh, be. Really? But not, okay. Yeah, a few, few people have. Um, there was one person who people thought it was her, and she put on her Instagram story. She was holding a pair of ginger nut biscuits <laughs> and said, These are the only ginger nuts that I've ever held. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a bit unfair. She might as well have just like, opened a can of Fanta and said, Hard lines, Fanta pubes. It wasn't me or something like that. But, <laughs> but there we go. Uh, so, that's been in the news. Um, should we talk football? Should we talk about uh, Aaron Bramsdale? goalkeeper for he Arsenal. Got, he got kicked in the head, didn't he? He got kicked. Well, it was more on the back, I think, by a right. uh, by a Tottenham fan. Was this a half-time, was it? or uh, Full-time. Full-time, okay. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal I was watching two. that, but I didn't see it happen. But Yeah, full-time. Arsenal won 2-0. A fan came down, kicked him. Um, they said, uh, Tottenham said that uh, they're going to make sure he's punished quite severely, so he's going to have to go to every Tottenham match for the rest of the season, by the <laughs> sounds of it. But no, full, full-time stadium, man. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised, uh, surprised Tottenham aren't going to put him in defence. <laughs> Might, might do a better job. At least he actually managed to kick something into it as opposed yeah. to most Tottenham players. Um, and then, I don't know if you've got any stories at all, anything you've seen? Uh, not in particular, there's just a lot of strikes going off, isn't there? Uh, I can't answer that, I'm currently on strike, so... <laughs> so I think there's been more announced, there's a lot more on the... I think there's more rail strikes on the first, teachers, is it on the first as well? Uh, ambulance, workers, mm-hmm. nurses, is that the 6th and 5th of February, something like that? Um but yeah, so like you know, the railways are going to be like ghost towns again. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, saying speaking of that, I once you know, if you've been to that that tracking, I was talking about this to someone at work the other day, and how we in the woods near us, we've got that mm. old old train track. Have I been there? We recorded an episode of the Fish Tank there. One we time, did, didn't we? yeah, we did. But it's spooky, isn't it? Uh, um, it was me and you walking through some woods. Yeah, <laughs> well, I went up there the other day just because. What you for? Know, no, just walking, just having a walk quick, but little, you know, she needs exercise a little because she's hyperactive. Uh, so we thought, oh, let's go to that spooky train station. So we walked up there. It's this, just for the listeners, it's an old train station in the woods that. Uh, Someone lives there, don't they? Well, in the back of it, in the other right. side of it, but I think the the actual station side of it is still sort of derelict and closed. But it's this old train station that used to be in Chapel Town, still there. And the track where the track would have been is still there. The platform's still there, but trees have grown over it. It's it's all mossy. It's just you know it's it's not been used for years and years and years. Probably we're talking what, oh. maybe, probably seventy years or something like that. Maybe more. Uh, Presumably, Beecham report that killed it off, which I think we're talking probably sixties, seventies, maybe. So yeah, mm. maybe fifty. Maybe even years. longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but I went up there the other day because uh, they said it's haunted as well. Really. And a lot of people have seen ghosts up there. Of like the old station staff and train drivers and stuff like that. I so think that, I think having seen current Northern Rail members of staff, they might still be incumbent yeah. <laughs> employees. But yeah. well, that's it. I went up to see if I could see any, uh, but obviously they were all on strike as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so I didn't see any. Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a long so, way to get to that joke, wasn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> ghosts are on strike. It's terrible. What's what's all coming to when the ghosts are on strike? Yeah. Um, I think we talked about post office workers being on strike, didn't we? Yeah. That's I don't. That's I meant parcel not together on on the like twenty third of December, twenty second December. So I took it back to the sorting depot, knowing that they're on strike on the twenty third and twenty fourth, which really annoyed me. But never mind, not what you can do in that situation, unfortunately. But if you, if you are Royal Mail on strike, I mean, you're still going to have to live the post next day, aren't you? Yeah, and twice the workload. Mm. I mean, I you know as as with every strike, I mean, I, I support every strike. Mm-hmm. 
um, apart from Russia strikes, about yeah. support every strike other than that, um, because well, it, it's it's a sign of the the state that the uh, government's left the country, and I think more than more than anything else, this isn't this isn't just uh, you know these strikes that are going off aren't just like isolated strikes just because of they're not getting this, they're not getting that. There's always strikes, isn't there? They tend to happen every now and again, but when you've got all the country and particularly nurses that don't tend to take this action lightly, do they? They if they're striking, they mean they've, you know it's it's a it's a big thing. Uh, I'm afraid that's uh, that's a good, what a government of 13 years has left us with. Well, give a chance if only have 13 years to try and get it sorted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all well and good saying that nurses, you know, deserve X, Y, and Z. No, but I mean, we, we clap for them, didn't we? I mean, come on. What more do they want? Um, but yeah, now it's blood that we didn't really clap for anyone else. No. And yet, sort of some right people in the NHS who've done a fantastic job. Um, it's of... funny that the quicker to want to sack nurses than actually to pay them the right amount of money. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really good quality trusted professions out there, like policemen. I mean,. Um, 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 do you know how many Metropolitan Police members of staff are currently being investigated for sexual assault or various crimes? 800. 800, yeah. Eight, eight, it's so well ago criticising, but there's just a few hundred bad apples in there. Um, about two, I think about uh, 2.5% of their entire workforce. It's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, but, but, but bear in mind, presumably about half of them are women and probably not being so. It's about 5% of the blokes-ish. Not very good, really. Um, so, yeah, maybe the... So, yeah, I thought I'd just throw that in just to given that people are criticising nurses who generally come in and work hard to save people's lives, and we've got other emergency services maybe aren't quite pulling the weight and uh, sort of uh, portraying themselves in the same way that uh, the nurses are. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, should we talk about a uh, wanking walrus? Uh, oh, yeah. That yeah. Is this the one that turned up at Whitby? Uh, Scarborough. Scarborough, think, uh, yeah. yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, it went to... I, we, we could have mentioned this the last podcast. It actually happened on New Year's Eve, didn't it? I th- I'd, I'd seen it on New Year's Eve. I thought you was talking about uh, the uh, the former Chancellor. Uh, and t- dodging his tax when you were talking about a walrus, but uh... yeah, uh, hey, you can't you can't have a go at the former chancellor for evading uh, avoiding his tax, <laughs> avoiding obviously due, due to his offshore tax havens or whatever. I'm sure he paid. It's just a bit of a shame that as chancellor, the, former chancellor of the exchequer, doesn't take a bit more responsibility in terms of paying his tax. It's funny because he tweeted last year that they've uh, just taken action to or got signed a contract to catch those that are trying to avoid paying tax in the UK or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it's a bit of a shame he can't quite practice where he preach. Uh, Richie Sunak was very keen to come over to him and say, um, "Yeah, if you met my wife, by the way, maybe you could share a few bits and a few tips as to how you can put money offshore or all this sort of stuff." But yeah, the, the walrus um, went to Scarborough. Uh, they had to cancel their New Year firework display because they didn't want to upset the walrus, uh, who at one point uh, laid down and pleasured himself. In front of <laughs> um, but that was a display. But that was, yeah. Plenty of fireworks coming out there. <laughs> I feel a bit sorry for the walrus in case he actually went to Scarborough to see the fireworks. Yeah. And then they couldn't show it because of him. <laughs> I think there was the, ca- the leader of the council said some long lines of, it's very disappointing to cancel fireworks, but the safety of the walrus is the most important thing. What <laughs> <laughs> a walrus no one's ever seen before. <laughs> and they just carried on up the way to uh, went to Blythe, I think, near Newcastle and went onwards. Is it gone now? Is it completely gone out to sea? And... I think so. I think there's, it's, it's pretty rare. I think there's only been about 30, 30 examples of seeing walruses uh, in the UK in the last like sort of 50 years or so. So it's, we don't even get one every year. So it's quite unusual to see them. Hmm. But yeah, it is a thing. So there we go. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. I was just about to say that's all, but we've not got a quiz, have we? We've got a quiz, yeah. I think we're going for a while. This, this might be a long episode, potentially. Uh, so, 72 questions. Uh, I've got 10 questions um, about... I'd seen on the news that Man, Man United are up for sale, aren't they? 
and Jim Ratcliffe, uh, who was a billionaire, was considering buying them. And apparently tried to buy Chelsea earlier on this year, but didn't. Um, so I think it listed him as being like the 23rd British person in the country. So I thought, well, I'll have a look, see the most richest, who the richest people in the country are. Okay. So we can find I'm out. I'm ready. I'm ready. So richest people in the country. Uh, do you know? Uh, no. A pair of brothers. Is it? Uh, is any of them the former chancellor? Uh, no. Not now, he's finally... Because all, to... all his money's offshore. Ah, okay, yeah. Go on then. So, two brothers, you two said? Two brothers, the Hinduja brothers. Okay. Oh, do they own Asda? Uh, no, it's a different set of brothers. Okay. Um, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, do you now... Uh, and sort of true and false, however, I think, uh, as is always the case, there might be the example where some of them are... Both of them are true. Okay. Um, but never an example where both of them are false. Mm-hmm. So, Hinduja brothers, do you know roughly what their wealth is? Uh... Uh, I don't know where are, where are they on the to. list? Can you uh, tell top. me that? Oh, they're the, the richest in the country. Yeah. In the okay, so I'm going to say I, I don't know how many, I, uh, three billion. Uh, twenty-eight point five billion. Right. Okay. Quite well, that gives that's the starting point and gives me an, so twenty-eight point five billion. Yeah, right, and they're, okay. they're the richest in the country. I don't know whether that's each or between the two of them. I'm, I'm guessing my guess the there is not even going to put anyone in the. T- no one's going to be in the top ten with that that amount of money, are they? Oh yeah, you're not even close. Um, yeah. People have got a lot more money than we have. Okay. So, Hinduja Brothers, uh, what what is true about them? Is it they are massive Arsenal fans and were rumoured to be keen to name the stadium the Hinduja Stadium? Or, in 2001, Peter Mandelson resigned as government minister after he found to be inquiring with the Home Office about their passport application. Okay. Um, so, either they're Arsenal fans and they wanted to name the ground the Hinduja Hind- Stadium. Yeah. Hinduja Stadium. I think it dropped out because... It, they weren't really trying to get any advertising revenue from it because they weren't really. Yeah. It's... Are they? Are they part? Do they own any club already? Uh, they don't. No. Okay. It's interested. So they've got that much money. Well, um, they might do in the future though. But it's owned by uh, Stan Kroenke, is it? The uh, American uh, American owner of the. Have you watched the Amazon Prime documentary? It's quite good about Arsenal. Yeah, recommend it. I, I never like the, the the sort of big club ones. I mm. prefer like the rubbish clubs like Sunderland and Wrexham and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd like Sunderland and Wrexham. He's been out as a rubbish club. But... <laughs> no, I didn't say rubbish, did I? He literally said the rubbish clubs. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Well, same as us. Shame yeah. as Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say then that uh, it was the one about Peter Mandelson who Mandelson who was found to be looking into their passport status or something. Is that right? Uh, yeah, he'd be correct. One of them. Cool. Good stuff. So yeah, he resigned in 2001, although claimed it did nothing wrong, but nonetheless resigned. I'm sure, I'm sure we've all resigned on plenty of occasions, even though he did nothing wrong. <laughs> um, makes perfect sense. Next up, James Dyson, uh, rumoured to be worth about £23 billion. Uh, what was his first invention? Was it a window vacuum for hoovering dirt from your windows, or was it the ball barrow, a wheelbarrow with a ball at the front of it to aid manoeuvrability? So it was either a, a window hoover, you said? Yeah, to hoover dirt off your windows. Well, that makes sense if he went on to do hoovers later on, or a, or a winter what barrow? A ball barrow. And it it what it did what it helped you carry something. He dumped his testicles in it and <laughs> carried them around in the wheelbarrow. Uh, no, it was a it got a ball instead of a wheel. Oh, actually, could move different directions and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, well, that works as well because the Dyson does have ball technology, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, I mean, or is I'll... that one of them? I'm not sure. The, there is a Dyson ball cleaner. I use one once and end up in hospital for <laughs> three or four weeks afterwards. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, there, there is a Dyson ball cleaner that does similar. Yeah. Mm, okay. Ah, but I don't know if that ball technology was actually Dyson's to begin with. That's the only thing. I think that came later through something else. 
I will be clear with you. He didn't invent the ball. Someone yeah. else did that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I feel like going for the first one's too obvious, but I'm gonna go with it. Uh, the window vacuum. Ah, uh, you're wrong. It was a ball barrow. Okay. To do the ball barrow. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, David and Simon Rubin. Uh, own. Uh, they have got um, wealth of about twenty-two point three billion pounds. So, so the second is James Dyson. And the, so the first is there's a massive gap in there between. Uh, what was James Dyson's again? Twenty three billion, so about five billion less. Than oh right, okay, billion. fair enough. Yeah, he's made a fair amount. David Dyson is uh, he's yep. absolutely cleaned up. <laughs> uh, so next up, David and Simon Rubin, twenty two point three billion rumored uh, to be worth, which is true about them. Is it Ken Livingston once publicly criticised them over a planning issue, telling them to go back to Iran if you're not happy? Slight problem is they're Indian born to Iraqi slash Jewish parents. Uh, or is it that they own 10% of Newcastle United? Oh, okay. Um, I don't think it's a Newcastle United one, because I reckon... Did Alan Shearer not tell you that? <laughs> I, I reckon that the, when, especially when the new owners came in, they just wanted the full shebang. They didn't want to share it. They've got enough money. Um, and I reckon Mike Ashley was probably the same when he took over as well, maybe. Uh, I, would, I would say that um, they own 10% currently. And they are part of the Saudi Arabian group. Oh, okay. Just in case you... Is, is my answer on that. So, so you've just given me the answer? No, if that's true. Okay. I'm All not right. saying I'm not saying that the Saudi Arabians bought just Mike Ashley's bit and he'd always been there. But Ken, saying, Ken Livingston has been known to say silly things, so that's completely plausible, isn't it? Uh, yep, very much so. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with that. Okay. Uh, you're half right. They were both right. Oh. So... Off right and off, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, 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 you're right that that was right, but yeah, they were they were both correct. Uh, he did tell them to go back to Iran, uh, glossing over the fact that they weren't from Iran in the first place. Um, next up, a uh, typical uh, British person, uh, Sir Leonard Valenchov Blafnik, rumoured worth 20 billion, uh, originally from Ukraine. Uh, there's a bit of a running theme where the vast majority of people who are some of the richest people in the UK aren't from the UK. Okay. Um, so, which is true about these? Is it that he owns signed platinum disc, a signed platinum disc for his favourite song, Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty? Or, in 2011, he donated to the presidential campaigns of both Barack Obama and his opponent, Mitt Romney? All right, okay. Well, I Two th- very different questions there, by the way. Uh, is it po- just, I'm not that great on American politics, but do you mean uh, the presidential elections, in, were they, are they both... Re- are they? They're not both Republicans. Uh, uh, no, so, uh, uh, so Obama, not both. De- they're not both Democrats. Obama was a Democrat. Romney was a Republican. They were oh, going okay. against each other, and he. Both. See, I, I didn't know if it was the candidacy that he was referring to. So no, these, thinking, were, no. these were going for. Um, but Romney's a Republican, and yeah, yeah. Okay. In, in 2011, they fought against each other. That's really weird. That's really strange. Yeah. How would you do that? That's really weird. Um, he might not have done. Okay, yeah, I think I think that's strange. I can't really see any sense in doing something like that, but it's money. Um, and the other one was uh, that he loves collecting memorabilia, and he owns a signed platinum disc for his favourite song, Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. That's the one. Oh, actually, I tell you, we're going to trial something on my phone. I showed you this didn't I, the other day. Are we saving it for his other podcast? Well, do you want to see how? Do you want to see how well you can hum? Yeah. Baker Street by Jerry Rafter. We'll, we'll 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 compete against each other. Okay, but I'm gonna. Can I do it in my trumpet noise? Uh, you can do it. it Humming is not the same as trumpet. Whichever noise you want. Mm-hmm. Wet the little whistle. <laughs> 
you got Baker Street, and you, yeah, it was eighteen percent match on Baker Street. So, well, the trumpet weren't. You know, it's hard the trumpet. Oh, yeah, I'm not very good. What, what technique are you going to use? Uh, well, I'm just going to hum it probably. I think. Let's see if I get more than eighteen percent. Oh, right. I've not even got it right. Hey! I've got Grease by Frankie Valley. Man, well done. Thank you. Oh, that's terrible. I spent ages practicing that for any new <laughs> podcast I'm going to do. But so that's some new software where you can hum in it and Google. I'm looking you forward how, to how doing this. Yeah. At, um, how good you are at humming and or, or trying to get the song. Um, so there we go. So anyway, anyway, we've not actually got to the answer, which is it. He's got the gold in Baker Street, or that he donated to both the presidential campaigns of both the victor and his... I'm going to go Baker Street. Uh, you'd be wrong. You oh. donated to both candidates. Any ideas why? Uh, no idea. Presumably we want to give some money to the winner. And if you back both people, then you definitely give some money to the winner. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Julien Poussin. Poussaz? Um, estimated worth of £19.2 billion. Um, is it that... How, how did he... How did he What's true about him? Is it that having failed to make it as a surfer, he made his money via Checkout.com, a payment platform? Or, having failed to make it as an actor, he made his money as a property investor and owns the real estate, including the land purchase for the LA Olympic Stadium to be built for the 2022 Olymp- uh, 2028 Olympics? Okay. So he either had a, he failed at being a surfer and then he got Checkout.com. Yeah. .co.uk or whatever it is. I've, I've never heard of that, to be honest, but I suppose it, uh, it it runs other stuff that we don't, that maybe we do know of, but anyway. So I'm, I'm not, I, I think I'm going to go with the other one. I reckon, yeah, he might, he might have something to do with real estate and so on, and yeah, he's a failed actor. Uh, no, he actually owns checkout.com. Not going well. Payment platform. I've never heard of it. Um, apparently, it's a payment pl- platform that Netflix and various other companies use. And Pizza okay. Hut. Big players, obviously. Uh, next up, uh, Laxmi Mittal. I think we, we might have mentioned in the past in the podcast. Um, he, aside from anything else, um, you know there's a big statue slide thing at the side of the Olympic Stadium? Slide? There's a, there's a big weird metal statue that's got a slide attached to it nowadays. That's the Mittal Orbital or something like that. So that's, he, he kind of sponsors that. Um, but that's not the question. Um, he's got about £17 billion um, pounds of wealth, uh, which is true about him. Is it a keen sports fan? And he gave an Indian athlete around $150,000 uh, for getting a gold medal at the Olympics in shooting. Or is it he loves the theatre? After watching Les Miserables at the Queen's Theatre in 2008, he laid on a drinks reception for the cast and then bought the building the following year. Oh, okay. Uh, so he either gave an Indian athlete the winner of, of a shooting thing... Shooting? Clay pigeon shooting or something, I assume, uh, maybe? Just shooting it with the Olympics, whatever it is. The, I think it's like clay pigeon shooting, but it's called something else. Okay. Um, so he either gave money for to the winner, mm-hmm. who was an Indian fella. Yeah, that's a well done, yeah. Uh, or he yeah, bought the cast of Les, Les Miserables, Miserables uh, some drinks, did a drink reception, then bought the building. Yeah. Let's go with the first one. But he gave some money to an yeah. Indian who won the uh, Indian athlete. Uh, you'd be correct, well done. Yeah, quite like the sport. Uh, was quite disappointed um, that India hadn't been performing very well at the Olympics, so therefore decided to start donating a little bit and giving a bit of money. Mm-hmm. Well done. Next up, uh, Christoph Henkel. Uh, about fifty million, fifty billion dollars was he got. Um, where did he get his money from? Is it um, 
He made his money from a Danish pet food company or he made his money from a German consumer products company. A Danish pet food company or a Danish... A Danish... Or a German uh, consumer products company. What's that like then? Uh, just sort of household items. Okay. Pet food... When I say Danish pet food company, it wasn't like giving them sort of, you know, pastries and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> pets, you know. uh, let's go... Let's go with a pet food one. I, I, I can't think of any... I, yeah, there's no... I've got no reasoning behind any of these, but... Uh, no, Henkel uh, is German consumer products. Um, so they make stuff like uh, Pritstick and um, Superglue, Loctite, Superglue, is it called? So yeah, made by, uh, owned by Henkel. Um, that's where he made his money. He didn't make his money. His grandfather didn't inherit it or whatever. Um, next up, another one, Western Family. Uh, approximate wealth of about $13.5 billion. Um, where did they get their money from? Is it a family business that started out... Um, hang on, I'll tell you what, I'll come back to, I'll come back to this one in a bit. Next up, I'll tell you what, we'll go to the Rousing family, twelve billion. Where did they make their money? Is it from Tetra Pak or from IKEA? Uh, what's Tetra Pak? Tetra Pak is um, it's like when you only get a carton of orange juice. Yes, in, 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 in a carton, not, <laughs> yeah. not in a bottle. Yeah. I mean, in the cartons. Yeah, yeah. I think that's normally te- that's called Tetra Pak. All oh, right, so in the like, it's like the... that sort of cardboard that's sort of waterproof, but it's folded in a certain way. Okay, that's Tetra Pak. Tetra Pak. Okay. Uh, that's been around a long time. Um, well, yeah. It's allowed to be around a long, yeah, long time. Just, so... IKEA's been around a long time as well. Yeah, okay. Or and, and again, this is not this is not that something they did, it's sort of like the family did it and they've inherited the money for it. Okay, all right then. Uh, so let's. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Tetra Pak. Tetra Pak, you'd be right, it's Tetra Pak. Cool. Right, we'll, we'll jump back to the Western family, because um, I finished writing the question there. <laughs> so the Western family, $13.5 billion. Uh, the family business started out as an ironmongers in the USA. Nowadays, they own, amongst other things, Netto. Or the family business started out as a Canadian bakery. Nowadays, they own, am- other th- amongst other things, Primark. Ooh, well, I think Netto's got something to do with Sainsbury's because I think there was a thing at one point wherever they put a Sainsbury's, they put a smaller Netto thing nearby because that happened when we had the big Sainsbury's put down at uh, Wadsley Bridge mm. and then the Netto opened in Kilner Way. Yeah. But then that kind of stopped and Netto's gone. I don't, you don't really see it anymore. I thought there was, I, I could be wrong, but I thought it was something to do with down by Astor at that point. I might be, I might be wrong. Well, Asda took over where Netto was in Hillsborough, down at the bottom in, in Middlewood Road, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. Never shopped at a Netto, me, you know, mate. But then there was a, there used to be a Netto at Lame Top, but I'm trying to think what that is now. Hmm. I mean, it used to have quite a bad reputation, didn't it? But now sort of like, yeah. Of, it's quite popular, little place like that. Yeah, Netto was the first one, weren't it? They were they were doing these things years ago. Mm. Or the other one was... Uh, it's Scandin- it's Scandinavian. It's Scandinavian for value, isn't mm. it, Netto? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other one was um, Primark. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to say the Primark one. Uh, you'd be correct. They own amongst... Amongst other things, think like something called Allied Foods, uh, which okay. is a majority shareholder of, uh, of Primark. So finally, uh, last one. Uh, we're going down to last one, so the poorest one in this list. They're uh, only worth four t- uh, eleven point four billion pounds. Oh, yeah. we need to send him some. He needs to get himself to food bank, doesn't he? Him, if he's well, bottom at least. It's not just. It's not just. Not just him. It's him and her. Okay. Um, you will never be able to guess where this person inherited her wealth. Charlene de Carvalho Heineken. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, obviously, she's a, she is very wealthy, having inherited things from Heineken. And she is married to Michelle de Carvalho. Car- Carvalho? Carvalho? Uh, what did Michelle... Michelle, what was that? It's someone putting bottles in the bin. Oh, right, okay. Someone, is that Heineken bottles? Sorry, <laughs> there, there was a loud smash uh, that we can hear in the, uh, in the in the shed at the moment. So, yeah, what did uh, Michel or Michelle uh, de Carvalho do in his younger years? Satan, he is one of the wealthiest people in the country, albeit possibly because he married someone who was inherited a lot from Heineken. Is he a former child actor who went on to represent Team GB at three Winter Olympics? Or is he a former world record holder, having taken part in a sponsored wheelbarrow race with his school friend, and he appeared on Blue Peter as a result? Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, Blue Peter, that's an achievement. So he must have got a Blue Peter badge. I don't know. Oh, hang on. Sorry, he's now worth... He has got a Blue Peter badge. He's actually worth £11.5 billion, <laughs> 11.4. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, we'll have, I don't know. I, I think the other one makes more sense, that he's appeared in four Winter Olympics and he was a child actor. Uh, three. Three? Three Winter Olympics. And a child actor. Because if some, you know, somebody famous <laughs> is... <laughs> is going because someone famous is going to uh, you know go for someone who's who's achieved and is particularly famous themselves rather than oh I know that that's that's you on Blue Peter for winning a wheelbarrow race I'm going to marry you you can have my millions uh, well I, I presume she married him for love as opposed to <laughs> I can't I can't imagine someone would say I tell you what I really love him he used to be in the Winter Olympics absolutely I, I would have thought knowing that she's presumably got a wealth of billions of pounds she could really almost choose. Pretty much whoever she wanted. So not, why not, would so why would she choose Blue Peter Badge winners? Because she obviously loves this particular person. Why Fisher, would she... are you, have you got a Blue Peter Badge? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, I haven't. I won't mind one. I won't mind one. Right, okay. I'm, I'm going to say that it's the Winter Olympics one. Uh, and you would be correct. Well done. <laughs> yeah, he represented Team GB in skiing and in luge. And after representing GB in luge, his career went downhill pretty quickly. Oh, there we go. Very good. Very clever. Good stuff. Well, thanks, Fisher. I enjoyed that hearing about all these people who've got loads of money. Yep. Um, that was life at the moment. Yeah, it's been, uh, <laughs> yeah, not quite the same, is it? So thank you very much for listening, for watching, for sharing, for doing whatever. And thank you very much, Fisher, for your quiz, for your show and tell, and for being here, and for, yeah. Thank you very much. It's been a fantastic episode, Jim. Oh, we're off down to the uh, Rattlebone Inn for some shagging behind the pub, I think, <laughs> aren't we? And uh, thanks for bringing on Alan Shearer's bottle of water. Are you ever, what, you, what, what we didn't establish is, what are you now going to do with that bottle of water? I think I'm just going to throw it away. Really? Yeah, well, what's the point? eBay it. I don't think it'll get anything <sighs> on eBay. It's, it's funny because I was when I was doing my other podcast the other day. Yeah, your um, inferior podcast, yeah. Uh, I I told the story, mm-hmm. and funny enough, before I even told them I'd got this bo- bottle of water. In fact, I wasn't going to tell them I got the bottle of water, but the other lad said, "Oh, it's funny you should say that this about Alan Shearer and meeting Alan Shearer because I've got a pair of his shorts." <laughs> <laughs> And he says, and he said before I said this, I went, I'm probably the the only person who owns something you know as weird as Alan Shearer's shorts, apart from Alan Shearer. Like people take the shirts and yeah. you know have signed things and memorabilia, but we said I bet no one's got anything as weird as his shorts. And I went, tell you what, can go. Up yeah. with that. I've got his water bottle. That's good, though. You 
I mean, did he have to after given a shot? So why did he have to walk out in his underpants? Yeah, so? well, I think it was they got ripped at a match and he had to take them off and hmm. got new shorts and then these got launched into the crowd sort of thing. So yeah. there you go. Did he score five goals against Sheffield Wednesday once years yeah, ago? Yeah, he did. So yeah, I, did, yeah, I did remind him of that. Yeah, but yeah, he got his bottle of water. So yeah, I'll, I'll be intrigued as to what what publicity we could get from that. Could we? Could we maybe even tweet him saying, "Hey, we've got your bottle of water. Any chance of a shout out?" <laughs> Oh. Do I need to get a picture of it? Can you remember? Can you remember um, when we we used to contact celebrities, didn't we? Uh, if you recall, sort of a few years ago. Yes. Um, trying to get them on the show. Maybe we could try and do the same with Alan Shearer. Can't imagine we get a response. But we never know. <laughs> is he on? Is he on Twitter? I don't, I don't know. If he uh, is. I think he is. You know, he's, yeah. he's on Instagram. But I don't know who manages her account and stuff. But I think Gary Lineker's very. He Gary does his own Twitter, doesn't he? Because he always keeps getting into trouble for it. So yeah, so he's, he's quite quite vocal on Twitter if, if such a thing exists. Who did we get? Kate Botley, our former teacher. She 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 mocked us, saying that maybe we could try her again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's worth worth trying out because I would just love to get some kind of response from someone. <laughs> I, I kind of almost hope they don't come on, but it'd be nice to get some kind of interaction. Yeah. It's been um, quite good fun thinking of things that they could come on and do. It did. We'll have to start doing that again. But yeah. we are going to be back uh, next time. I'm going to intend it's going to be next time. We're going to do our new special episode thing that we're going to do called Waste of Time. The first one coming up is Waste of 2014. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing, is we might, this might not happen, but we might try and do it so it goes out on the 6th of February because oh, yeah. that will, that will, oh, 6th of February will mark... 10 years since we first put out one of our podcasts. So it'd be good to start a new one. Yeah. A um, completely different one. A new series. <laughs> After 10 years, we're allowed our second show. Well, I don't, we can do what we want anyway. Yeah. It's the joys of podcasting. We're not yeah. uh, we're not bound by kind of um, any guides in terms of decency. We can libel people if we want. No. Um, actually, we probably can't libel them because we might We can us. just play sex noises if we want. We don't have to have someone sabotage and strap it to his chairs. Yeah. So anyway, should we go? We can. Thank you very much. See you next time. See Bye-bye. you later. Bye-bye.